Hello everyone, it's me Ash and welcome back to another episode right here on the Cathedral of Sport podcast and you're in for a right treat in this one folks, we have another fan guest interview coming your way. Well I say fan, but it's fans tonight as we welcome on father and son duo, Tutan and Mitchum super fans, Stephen and Harold, also known as Ackbridge Harry and Bog Ennant. Going to start with you Steve, welcome yeah. to the show, how is life treating you lately mate? Very good Ash, very good. Uh... All a bit weird and wonderful out there, but thank you very much for inviting us on to this. It means a lot, actually. I appreciate this, and I think you've done a great job with this podcast. So, yeah, very pleased to be invited on. So thank you for that. Oh, not a problem at all, mate. It's a, it's a pleasure to have you uh, have you guys on as well, especially being Tooting fans, which are a, a club very close to my heart. And what about yourself? How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Um, back in school now, um, sort of, Things are slowly coming back to normal. Hopefully, we don't have like another lockdown and that. Um, yeah. I wish they could come back to normal in Scotland, mate. We can uh, can't even go and see our can't, can't even go and see our family anymore. But hey ho, it is what it is, yeah. and we're going to kick off the show instead of talking about COVID. You're Steve, right. yes, I'm yes. Start with you. Um, so we're going to go all the way back, mate. All right. So tell our listeners just a bit about about yourself and where you grew up. Uh, well, born in uh, Lambeth, but grew up really in North London. Uh, yeah, t- supported Arsenal, been a football fan for years and years and years, and uh, started uh, going to watch Tooting and Mitchum when I actually uh, moved down to Hackbridge with uh, Lynn, my, my, Anthony's mum, uh, before Anthony came along. And became a Tooting and Mitchum fan. Now, it's quite a long story, so I don't know if you want to sort of break into that, but I could waffle on for hours, actually, about how all that started. But uh, that's a quick summary of it, really. A very quick summary, in truth. That's what I, was, I was going to go into it, uh, Steve. So what attracted you? I know I know. you said you moved to moved to Hackbridge. There's other clubs uh, around the area. There's Cashalton, there's, there's Sutton, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. What attracted you to Tooting and Mitchum? And also, did you have enough of the way, you know, the Premier League was going? For example, it was going in more corporate, di- uh, corporate direction, sorry, and away from what I'd call the real fans. Well, well that's it in a nutshell, really. Uh, you know, I'd followed Arsenal from the mid-70s. Uh, absolutely loved it there. Yeah, it was a home from home. You know, I went home and away, followed them absolutely everywhere, Ash. Uh, but it was weird. The Sky thing now has killed it for me. And I must admit, even the move from Highbury, that changed my feelings towards it. It's, it's just not the same at the Emirates. But I don't want it to be a dig at Arsenal because, I mean, I love the club and I've got so many friends there and uh, so many great memories and so many good laughs really following them. But it was the premiership as well, the way that Sky have moved in, the way that all the money, everyone seems to be money-obsessed, media-obsessed. It's it's a long way from what it used to be. I've got friends who feel the same. You know, lots of them still go, but I know quite a few people who now go and watch local non-league clubs or don't even go into the stadiums. They'll sort of uh, go out to Frinsby Park and Holloway Road and, you know, they'll get the match day experience if you want and just go in the pub and with their mates and don't actually pay to go into the Emirates anymore so I yeah. sort of get that yeah there's a I mean I used to work in a pub in Croydon with with Ches as you know Ches um and it was full of full of like the Chelsea sort of old school fellas that would go home in a way 70s 80s even even through the 90s and then every single match day like you said they just meet all meet in the pub and and just watch the game on the telly. They even they were priced out. And they, these these are guys that have, uh, a lot of them have done quite well for themselves in life, you know. And uh, even they felt priced out, and they didn't feel that they that it, they didn't fit in there anymore. It wasn't a sort of place for them. And um, uh, so I can I can understand why you went to non-league football, and I'm sure our listeners will as well. And you would have been very young when your when your old man Steve made the switch. Well, I say switch. He's still an Arsenal man at heart, but. Um, but switch to non-league, so to speak, as in going to games. Do you remember the first time 
your dad took you to Imperial Fields, e.g. the first game. Yeah, um, well, my first ever football match actually was like um, an Arsenal away game against um, Wimbledon. It was Arsenal's reserves. And um, I think Wimbledon won that game 2-1. That was like my first experience of football. My first two-in game, um, in fact, we played Wingate and Finchley and it was um, non-league day, I believe. We drew 1-1 and yeah. I was there. I was mm. there, that. Um, uh, yeah, I remember that game, actually. Um, it was, it was it, I think it was Jordan Wilson that scored that goal. Yeah, I'm not too sure, but I remember it was a 1-1 draw. I think it was 2011 or 2012, maybe. Yeah, something like that. But... 2011-12 season, because yeah. my first season following them, we got relegated. Oh, my daughter there, that game, in her buggy. Um, <laughs> or my other daughter. Um, we we hooked straight away. And uh, what, what made you want to go back to two in a match? And what made you, you know, bug your dad to say, look, dad, take me take me back here. Don't take me to Arsenal. Take me take me to two in a match, which is a bit different to probably what your friends at school would have been. I remember myself at, at school going to non-league football and I used to get, get a bit of shit for it, to be honest. But... I'll do two. I'll do two every, pretty much every day. All my mates just take, take the mickey out of me for... I think every like non-league fan, it's like the same thing with them. So, yeah. What 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 made you want to go back? What was um, it? I, I don't know. Sort of as a child, as an early sort of childhood, I was like more into buses and trains and that than football. But um, basically, the first time I went to Tooting and loved it at first sight, and came back again. It was the sort uh, about in there, but. The actual reason I took him, he was having a bit of a meltdown at home. And uh, I thought, well, I can't have him in the house. And uh, Mrs. H uh, wasn't having a good day of it. So I said to him, all right, come out with me. I knew we could get a couple of buses. I said, come to football with us. So it was more of sort of necessity, really, that we actually left the house that day and uh, took him to the ground. And as he rightly says, it was love at first sight. But if he'd have been behaving himself on Saturday, we might not have gone at all. So uh, <laughs> it's a bit of a strange one, really. <laughs> I'd, I'd been going to Tooting for about sort of four years before that, but that was only the occasional game. Well, so occasional, I was going about four or five times a year, but sort of still going up to uh, the Emirates or going up to watch the Arsenal when I could. But. Yeah. And that was it, really. It was after that, it was virtually every single home game afterwards. And uh, as Anthony says, Tootie got relegated that year and I felt like the worst parent in the world because I'd be taking him to the game, they'd get stuffed by someone and I'd be walking away from there, he'd be in tears and I was thinking, oh my God, what have I done to this poor child? And uh, But he stuck with it, mate. <laughs> and uh, all credit to him, really. Yeah, definitely. I mean... Non-league is addictive. I mean, uh, the last guy I, I interviewed was the Hemel Hempsters fan, Colin Pereira. And I said to him, like, once I started going to non-league, I, I, I really couldn't look back. I mean, well, where I live in Scotland now, I mean, I go, go watch Hearts and sometimes Edinburgh City and whatever in, in, in the league. But non-league is is more my thing as well. I I, I don't like the the corporate stuff and, and side of things. I, I'd rather stand on the terraces with my mates and stand where you want, do what you want sort of thing. And... I was going to yeah. ask you, mate. The the, the bog end at two in it is it's a bit of an excitable place. Let's just yeah. say that. At the be- let's just say it at, at the best of times. What was it like for a kid so young to hear some of the stuff that's chanted from the two in faithful? I don't know. I sort of like got used to it straight away, so I weren't really like bothered with it. Like I'm so used to it, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's that's totally understandable. If it's something that you've. Uh, Something that you've grown up with, but um, I remember, I remember taking me like dreadful parents <laughs> swearing their heads off all the time. Actually, <laughs> I took I took a mate to a two in game once, and he nearly jumped out of his skin. Some <laughs> some of the stuff. There. But um, Steve, look, you, you, yourself and Ant started watching two in what I call what I call the banter years, where the club was in utter turmoil on and off the pitch, financially yeah. in trouble, crowds at the lowest, and there was a real toxic divide between fans. Can I ask, was there at any point did you think to yourself, look, fuck this, me and Ant don't need all this shit, man. Let's 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 try somewhere else. Or was it way too late for that? And it, it was tooting a Mitchum and, and, and no going back no matter what. Well, I think yeah, for me, um, 
I was loving it. Like even though we were losing, um, I was loving it, and I was loved the club, and I, it was a bit too late to like turn back and go and watch something else. So. I think yeah. the thing is, football is for absolutely everyone, no matter what club you support, your background, where it is. Football is 99% misery. You know, most of the time you go there, you walk away unhappy and that. You just live for the occasional moment if you're lucky enough to get it. Uh, it was it was strange. I never really thought about sort of going away from it. It's sort of uh, because it meant so much to Anthony. Uh, you know, I've, I've said this before. Most sort of people end up supporting the clubs that their fathers support. I certainly did. But now I've sort of gone full circle. I support the club my son supports. And, uh, you know, I, I, it, it meant everything really for me to take him there. Uh, being very lucky, it's sort of, it's not only football, it's not only the community side, it's not only your friends, but it's a chance for me to be with my boy. And, uh, I always had a dream of sort of like having, you know, like being a dad. I've become a dad at quite a late age, but having a kid, taking him to Highbury, all those sort of things you think about. And I get to do that. Admittedly, it's Tooting and Mitchum, but I get to spend quality time with him. Uh, although, obviously, he doesn't want to stand with me you now. He's older <laughs> and he's got his own mates. And I just, I'm just some bitter, twisted old man who <laughs> stands away from him. Uh, but it's. <laughs> It's yeah. What it is, what it is. It's it's us together, and it's uh, become a part of his life. I know it has, and because of that, it's become a part of mine. And uh, I wouldn't change it at all. Much as I miss going to the Arsenal, well, I miss my friends at Arsenal. Yeah, you know, but yeah, you know, this is my club now. This really is. Yeah, it's a, it's a great story. I'm sure our listeners are, like love hearing stuff like that, and uh, also Steve. It saved you, it saved you hundreds of pounds a season, maybe thousands going to Tooting and Mitchum um, compared to Arsenal where, look, the, the, the atmosphere at the Emirates is flat. It's not Highbury. We all know. I, I went to Highbury in the, in the 90s once um, with my mate. Uh, we, we, punked the, we bunked the tube up. Well, I must have been about 10 or 11 and we, and we crawled under the turnstiles in the North Bank. It's actually a true story, guys. And we watched Arsenal Man United. It was Freddie Lundberg's debut, I think it was. And uh, the atmosphere was electric. It literally took my breath away. And uh, I visited the Emirates years later and it was just completely flat. It's like that, Tynecastle, really. But this is why non-league is it, like, so much better than than Premier League football. Um, Steve, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on the spot here, fella. Yes, mate. <laughs> What's the funniest thing that you've seen? Attitude in game whilst, uh, whilst since you since you've been going to Imperial Fields, home or away? Uh, well, for my one, it was Leatherhead away. Uh, we were all standing behind the goal, and uh, the ball had gone out, and the Leatherhead goalie went to uh, take a goal kick, and as he moved back towards the sort of wall where the uh, Tooting fans were, uh, certain people actually pulled his shorts down. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, there's not much really to say about that. I suppose it could be classed as a sexual assault, really. But, I mean, it was very, very funny. It, it was interesting with Leverhead. We played them two weeks on the trot away from home. One was in the FA Cup and one was in the league. And I think it was the first one was... Um, not sure which one it was, but um first one, we lost 1-0. And that's when um, that happened, when the shorts were pulled down. <laughs> Next week, um, we played them in the FA Cup. And before the game... <laughs> Um, during the game um, Tuna Mitchum scored and about five seconds later got stung by a wasp oh god <laughs> and we lost 5-1 oh, that's so not a good day out is it day. disastrous day <laughs> oh Jesus Christ <laughs> and you've be- look, you've become an integral part of the of, of the Bog End faithful now um, in the what the eight or nine years since you've since you've been going you've, you've You've practically grown up with these guys. Um, and they, you, you've kind of sort of blended into that character as well from, from what, I've, what I've seen and read and, and all sorts, which is, a, which is a good thing. I like that. But once yeah. upon a time, you lost the plot a bit at Rains Park Vale during a pre-season oh. friendly, didn't you, mate? <laughs> <laughs> I think I've lost the plot to more than once. Um, Rains Park Vale. Um, it was a pre-season friendly away from home and um, 
think you're three two up and like last minute um rain spot bow equalized and I don't remember the full thing but I think um I was kicking the walls and everything I was going mental. I don't think that really does it justice. It was a proper <laughs> full-on tantrum. It was screaming. It was yelling. People were absolutely stopped in their tracks watching this young kid throw an absolute mental sort of fit, uh, a pre-season friendly, Ash. And uh, <laughs> it's not often I'm embarrassed because I've, I've done some daft things myself in the past, but it was like one of these moments where I generally, generally wanted to sort of ground open up because when stuff like this happens, and obviously, let's call it as it was, two of the Mitchum were rubbish then, and you think to yourself, what do people think? That I dragged my poor son along to these games. They're absolute garbage most of the time. And there is throwing an absolute wobbly about it. And uh, I was trying to drag him off, you know, trying to get him home. And he wouldn't go home, and he was screaming, and I said, we've got to get a bus home, and we're going to walk home, and... I couldn't threaten him with anything, you know, so I just had to sit there and stand there and watch him go absolutely ballistic. But seriously, it was the worst tantrum he's ever thrown. And to think it was a bloody pre-season friendly with Rains Park Bale in front of a crowd of about 15 is quite spectacular, really. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, guys, we'll we'll, we'll put it down to passion. We'll put it down to sheer passion. There we go. Steve, on a, on a little more serious note uh, now, um, our listeners probably won't know, a lot of them won't know um, who Tootin and Mitchum are. That's no disrespect to, to the football club or anything. Um, got a lot of listeners around the UK, especially here in Scotland as well. Um, tell our listeners where Tootin and Mitchum are heading on and off the pitch these days. You do, like, for example, the direction the club is going in, the, the structure. There's a lot of new supporters, isn't there, as well? And uh, where, you, where do you think the club should be in 10 years' time? Uh, I think when you say where the club should be in 10 years' time, you're going to sort of uh, open up a sort of can of worms or sort of make yourself look daft. I mean, I'll be 70 then, so you know, hopefully I won't, won't even remember what I'm saying or doing by that age. The fact of the matter is the club has changed a lot. I mean... To be truthful, we started going regularly round about the time I think you moved away from the area, Ash. So our sort of period of time, we didn't really get to know each other's then, you know. But the club has changed a lot. It's not, it was quite an unfriendly place in many respects, although I found it quite sort of, I was okay with it. But there's a lot more of a community feel now. There's a lot more new people involved. Uh, it's just a better atmosphere, in truth. It, was, it wasn't an intimidating place to go, but it wasn't particularly friendly. There were some quite miserable gits up in the stands, and slowly their sort of voices had sort of died away. We got to a stage, actually, it all sort of happened a couple of years ago. We got relegated. We got promoted into the uh, Rhymers Premier, as it was then, or Bostick Premier. Uh, got relegated straight away, and I thought, really, that the club had had it. I, mean, I was generally worried that that would be the end of it, you know. Yeah. Uh, a few of us got together. Uh, wasn't just me, but, you know, I got in contact with a few people and said, look, we've got to do something here or this will be the end of it. Uh, we had to really learn from our rivals. Again, this one probably mean a lot to people around the country, but you could say I sort of like big rivals around here. Obviously, Sutton United. You could go back a little bit further and say AFC Wimbledon and Dully Hamlet. And what all of those clubs have done have been a lot more successful than us. And you have to look at what they've done and think to yourself, how comes they're doing okay and we're doing so badly? And uh, I've got mates at Sutton United. I've got mates at Dully Hamlet. Uh, I started going along to their games, started getting involved with them and building relationships on social media. Twitter's been fantastic for that, by the way. And uh, I, I generally thought we were at a stage that if we don't learn from our rivals, if we don't take on board what they've done and make it our own thing, you know, if we don't you know, listen to what they've done at Sutton or if we haven't listened to what they've done on social media at Dulwich Hamlet, that you know, we possibly deserve to go under. It was time for us to branch out. It's all very well being a club like Tootin and Mitchum, or if you have heard of them, They've got a good sort of cup pedigree, a well-supported club non-league-wise. 
But really speaking, that you're talking about a team who were last really sort of successful, or big, or well known in the mid seventies, and uh, it's a bit like harping on about history. History is very important to football clubs, but it can also be a hindrance. And it's no use. We used to hear all the time, well, Tooting the Mitcham should be this, that, and the other. Tooting the Mitcham should be sort of like a couple of divisions up. And you have to say to people, well, we're not. We're where we are because of it's been so bad. And uh, we almost had to hit rock bottom with that relegation for things to have to change. Uh, we got together. We started having things called the Tooting Tuesdays where we would all get together in the club bar and I was saying to people, look, if you've got a smartphone, get a Twitter account, get on Facebook, start really sort of pushing this club, you know, start sort of uh, promoting us, try and promote us in a sort of positive way instead of the sort of negative way it was often viewed at. Um, yeah, totally agree was, with you, Steve. And it, it seemed to work. Uh, I got friendly with a lot of people, and it was people who were prepared to do things. It was... Uh, you know, you get, this is going to sound rude, but you've got a lot of people who say, yeah, I'll help out, I'll do this, that and the other, but we actually won't. But we got to manage to get together a small group of volunteers, which has grown and grown and grown. And um, people help out now. We've got a WhatsApp group where if you need a volunteer, someone to sell programs on Saturday, someone, as we are now in the state, we're in to sort of like disinfect the t- terraces and spray the goalposts and stuff like that. You've got people who now volunteer to do it. Whereas a couple of years ago, if something like this had happened, if you wanted to volunteer to help sell the programmes or run the turnstiles or do anything like that, you would have been met with a sea of blank faces or people who just couldn't be bothered. And uh, that's changed a lot. Uh, we've learned from our rivals. Uh, rivals are important in football. You've got to have them. Uh, and I love rivalries and that. But we were in a situation where we had to learn from them. Uh, yeah. Dulwich Hamlet, to be fair to him, although I can't stand it, obviously, but massive, massive help to us. Uh, made some good friends over there as well. Uh, you get a few Dulwich fans who come along and see us all the time. Uh, yeah, Sutton United as well. There's some people there. Uh, I will mention them as a blog called Gandemonium, uh, a non-league blog. Uh, they've been very helpful as well. A guy called Jeff, who was a big hand. So many people, really. And it sort of inspired a load of us to sort of think to ourselves, well, if they can do it at Sutton, if they can do it at Dulwich, then we should be able to do it. And uh, we've been very lucky, mate. We've had a lot of volunteers and a lot of really good people have jumped on board with this. And uh, hopefully when you next time you're down, Ash, I think you'll notice a big difference, mate. You really will. We've been involved with local companies, local communities. Uh, a big shout-out to... Uh, the Ramble Inn. I don't know if you know that pub up in Tooting. It's a pub yeah. in Tooting, so you must know it. Uh, yeah. they, they've been absolutely fantastic to us. Uh, you know, they've, they've helped bring supporters in. We've got quite a large Irish community now come and see us, uh, all through Jimmy at the Ramble, and he's promoted us and everything. We've now got links with various community groups. You know, you'd always have non-league teams saying, oh, we're a community club and you think to yourself well you know but they don't do anything we've had uh, food bank collections collections for the ms society uh we've got very close links with an organization called st matthew's project which runs at Brist, uh, out of brixton uh it's giving sort of like young kids a sort of a future and getting them into football sort of and away from other distractions i suppose the best way of describing it is uh one of our man- joint managers ashley it's actually from St. Matthews. Uh, they do some fantastic work for their community. There's a guy there called Lee who's a really top bloke, really is, and he does so much to help people there. And these are people now that we're involved in at Tooting and Mitcham. Uh, there's others as well I will try and think of, but there's so many people have jumped on board. Social media, we've got the uh, little group called South London is Black and White. They put their own... Uh, blogs out and things which are a lot more intelligent than mine. Mine said to be the ramblings of a deranged old man where this lot will actually talk about football in a knowledgeable way. And we've got so much now we can do. It's uh, it's great. I mean, even when we're losing and even when things go bad, I look back and think to myself, well, sort of five, six years ago, 
we're in a far, far better place than we were. Uh, I had yeah. a Dulwich fan come up to me the other day talking about things, and he said he really admired what we were doing at Tooting. And, you know, from the outside looking in, people are now from other clubs looking at us and thinking, do you know what, they're sort of doing it right now. Uh, from years and years of being sort of a, a bit of a sort of grumpy old gits place, it's now a very vibrant place. Uh, I'd love you to come down soon, mate, and see it, because I think you'll notice a big difference. With Blues, yeah. obviously. <laughs> uh, you know, I think you'd notice it on the outside and think, well, wow, this is this has been a big change. Yeah, we've got a lot more like sponsors and stuff. Like Years ago, when I first started coming, we had like, very much not many sponsors, but nowadays you've got advertising boards all around the pitch. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I think you've, you've both hit the nail on the head right there. Um, it, the club's going in a, a really, really positive direction these days. I remember when I, I last went to a game, there was, as you said, and just touching on that point, there was, there was no advertising. There was, there was one side, which that every single club in the country has. And, I remember speaking to uh to Bill Hill. Uh, shout out to Bill there. Hello, mate. Um, <laughs> I was speaking to him and he, he, he was just there one day, stood with his arms held out, saying, "Where's all the advertising boards gone? The fan?" And I was like, "Well, where's all the fans gone?" And I, I was standing there about ten years ago on on the on the bog end, and I, I was saying that I was saying to people, I was like, "Where are the next generation of fans coming from?" I was like, "Because." These guys ain't getting any younger stood next to me here. I said, there's going to be about 10 people left in about 10 years' time. And I was generally, generally worried that the club would go under. I was generally, generally worried that the the move to Imperial Fields was mismanaged so badly when it could have, it, it should have skyrocketed the club within a few years. With that, that ground is probably one of the best grounds in non-league football. Uh, best facilities, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, but it, it just went backwards from the minute the club went in there, but now there's the tide has turned now. Um, obviously, I'm not down there living down there anymore, but from what you guys are telling me, what I've seen on social media, um, there's the South London is black and white Twitter page, which I think is absolutely fantastic. Some of the stuff, as uh, as you said, Steve, that's that's been written in there is like, I was like, <laughs> how how artistic are two in fans? <laughs> Jesus Christ, I didn't expect this, but um, it's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, where did all this come from? Um, but no, it's it's all positive stuff. It's it's fantastic stuff. And you're right about having to learn off your rivals. As as you probably know, I did a bit of um, stuff for the supporters club at Edinburgh City uh, here, and it's it, it's the same it's it's the same sort of situation at Edinburgh City. What's happening with with, with uh, Tootin, What was happening? Sorry, with Tootin and Mitchum a few years ago. The club's trying to find its sort of middle ground as like for identity, trying to attract. Yeah fans and it's it, it's proving difficult and you know that I think some like, a team like Edinburgh City could learn off Tootin as in learning off their rivals or main rivals in the area so to speak and how they do things and how they attract fans to games and how you know um, there's a lot of you know uh, there's been suggestions about getting a craft beer stall outside because that's the in thing now isn't it and a, a big German hot dog stall and all this sort of stuff but it attracts people at the end of the day it's, it's just what it's just how it is and uh, all these ideas have been thrown in. So, but if there's any Edinburgh City uh, board members listening into this tonight, um, take a few of these points on board because it, it does work and it, it's proven it works. But a, f- a few quick fire questions for you guys now. Yeah. Um, yep. I'm going to start with you. Greatest play you've ever seen in a Tooting shirt? Um, seen a fair few very good ones. A um, lot of players sort of signing up for professional clubs. Um, Pick of the bunch, I'd say, is Isaiah Jones, um, winger. Um, played really good player. Um, signed for Middlesbrough now, um, professionally doing well there. First yeah. saw Isaiah play, um, leaving it against Dulwich on Boxing Day, and um, so in um, lost like three 0 that day. We played quite badly, but um, Isaiah Jones played brilliantly and pretty much run Dulwich's defence all over the place. And I thought this guy's a really good player. Then you start seeing more of him for the rest of that season, played brilliantly. Then you got relegated. But the next season, same again, played brilliantly. And in the end of that season, got signed for Middlesbrough. That's, that's your one. And Isaiah Jones. Steve, greatest goal you've ever seen at Tootin and Mitchum, home or away? 
Uh, well, it'll probably be a home one. It was Chase O'Neill. It was a uh, that was against Finchley, wasn't it? Um, yeah, Wingate Finchley. Yeah, again, again against Wingate Finchley. He looked like he was about seventy yards out, but there again, I'm probably exaggerating this one. It was one of those ones that if sort of like uh, I don't know, just booted, <laughs> just booted or volleyed straight in, and it was sort of totally out of the blue. Uh, but another great game, as we said, Jordan Wilson, when we uh, pretty much won the league at Imperial Fields with a, virtually a last-minute goal against Carl Shorten. He'd come on off the subs bench uh, to uh, attack for a free kick, and the free kick got whipped in by uh, Peter Wedgworth, and he just headed it from virtually the edge of the penalty box, and it went in, and being tooting the Mitchum, sort of most of the crowd ended up on the pitch, uh, yeah, it was just a, that was a fantastic one. So that was a great day. And also um, another one of mine was, um, again, that promotion season against Greenwich Borough. Um, we had a bit of um, sort of rivalry with them that season. We were top of the league at the time. Um, I think it was my birthday game or like just a couple of days after my birthday. So in the end of January and we were top of the league, Greenwich Borough in third and Greenwich Borough just a few months before had signed our top goal scorer, Billy Dunn. And, in about November time, Billy Dunn scored 30 goals that season already for us. And then he got signed for Greenwich Borough. So um, it was a bit of a rivalry there. So that game come along, really big game. Um, and then quite early on, Sol Patterson Bonner, or it's either Sol Patterson Bonner or Quincy Rowe got sent off. So we were down to 10 men. But it was a really tasty game. And then towards the end of the game... Um, We'd used all our subs and um, Danny Bassett um, got tackled, um, dangerous tackle, a really bad tackle. And the guy didn't get sent off. But because we'd used all our subs, we were down to nine men. Danny Bassett had to go to hospital. But we were down to nine men. And a couple of minutes later, um, a Greenwich player back passed it to um, their goalkeeper. But it was a really dodgy pass. The keeper had to come out. But the keeper didn't control it. And um, Michael Dixon just took it off him and... Scored into an open goal. I ended up on the pitch. Great, I <laughs> I can't count the amount of times uh, been on the pitch at two in the Mitchin games. I think I think it's just uh, just part of the culture. Uh, right, it's, this is a chance on the show. Um, I, I, I put every or the last two guys I put on the spot with this as well to make friends and uh, to unintentionally piss a couple of people off. And I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm going to put this one on you, mate, unfortunately. Whose fans do you dislike the most? I'm not talking about hate. I'm not, I'm not saying hate. That's a strong word. Um, but Colin Pereira, we had on last week. He, was, he, he wasn't, and it's not tiring everyone with the same brush as, as Colin said last week as well. Uh, but he's had a bit of a, he's had a bit of, bit of trouble with Wildstone fans in the past. He said they can be a bit uh, untoward. Let's, let's just say. So, so, so who's yours, mate? Well, I haven't seen Tooting play Worldstone before. Um, I think, can't really think of anyone that I've really sort of disliked. Um, I think a couple of years ago, we went to Margate. We had one or two problems there. But even then, we played them um, last season in the FA Trophy and we had no problems there last year. So I'll, I'll yeah. butt in there a little bit. One thing which I do seem to find, and whether it's because I'm so much of a Londoner, Ash, is that we you sometimes go to these places in Kent or Essex, and uh, obviously Tooting and Mitchum being a South London team, uh, the players, uh, yeah, we're all a South London team with a South London identity, and you get some dodgy comments coming from certain people. Uh, I think most people are pretty clued up in the cities now, but sometimes you go a little bit outside. And there's a bit of nastiness comes in, a bit of sort of like little Englanderish stuff that comes out. And uh, some of these places I really don't, you know, can't abide by. Uh, people living in a dream world, really. Uh, you know, yeah, the, the game at Margate, you had sort of like people walking around. They were trying to intimidate, but you know what? I mean, I don't really get intimidated by these people, but... Just thinking, why do this? And it was like a nastiness there, but it was a cowardly nastiness. It was sort of like, yeah, I don't like that sort of thing with football. And uh, you seem to get that more if you go out a little bit. Not everywhere. There's some great clubs in Kent. There's some great clubs up in Essex. 
but there's also some right. Uh, am I allowed to use the word arseholes? Because that's what they are, really. You know, these sort of like, these clubs, yeah. they, just, they haven't got a clue. I mean, you know, they see us yeah. as a sort of, uh, well, a South London team with a South London identity and everything that that means to people. Uh, and they can't really handle it, really. Yeah, it's a sort of sort of that mentality. Um I mean, I I moved out of, of of London when I was quite young. I moved moved back and forth and so and forth. But uh, kind of, I lived amongst these people for a lot of t- a lot of time in my life, and I and I know what sort of makes them tick, and I know how they think. And uh, yeah, it, it's the it's a typical small town mentality, isn't it? Uh, I'm not yeah. tying everyone with the same brush, but I've I've been to non-league grounds in in the West Country and. I remember one particular game, it was Bridgewater versus Merthyr Tidville. And uh, Merthyr fans were absolutely superb. Lovely guys um, stood stood right near where I was stood. And there was a guy behind me and um, just kept just kept shouting at him, you took our language and fucked it up and all this sort of stuff because they were Welsh. And, and I was just thinking, is there any need for that whatsoever? You, you get it at all these sort of places, you know, and I just, you're totally right. It, it's, I don't know what it is, but... It's, it's it's embarrassing, really. It really is embarrassing. But uh, Steve, moving yeah. on to a more something more positive, mate. Whose fans, apart from Tootins, obviously, yeah. do you like the most? Please, please don't say Sutton. <laughs> no, it, it wouldn't be Sutton. Uh, I don't know. I've been to a few places. I've been to. They've been okay. It's sort of uh, it's put me in the spot, really, because I'll probably wake up tonight about half eleven, thinking, "Oh Christ, I should have said this lot. I should have said." Want me to ask this question? I can. Yeah. Um, there's been a fair few um fan bases that we get on quite well with Corinthian Casuals. Um, yeah, Corinthian Casuals. That's it. That, that that's done it for me. They're just down the road. They should be rivals. They are in a certain extent, but so, they've changed a lot. Ash, uh, they've got very similar to support to us, and uh, I'll explain why in a minute. But I'll let uh, Anthony finish this bit off. Yeah, um, sort of a very similar club to two in very similar um fan bases. Very rich history. Yeah. Um, other clubs, I'd say um, Horsham. Very nice. Very good club. Yeah, very nice I've people. been to Horsham. Um, we played them a few years ago. Um, it was the last game of the season. I think Horsham had been relegated and they have this sort of thing like every single year, they're last away down the season. They'll come dressed up, uh, fancy dressed away day thing. And they turned up as Elvis Presley. And About 40 or 50 of them. Yeah. <laughs> That was a good day. Um, yeah. Now, what I was going to say about Corinthian casuals and really the identity about suiting, it's going back a little bit, but it, it will make sense. We had to try and work out the sort of identity we wanted for Tooting and Mitcham. Uh, local clubs have obviously uh, Sutton and Carl Shorten. They've got very good sort of youth setups there or kids and school kids, close links with that. And that's what not what we had. But I've said, and a lot of other people had, that we needed to, in the mission, to be people like myself, people who'd had enough of the Premiership, the Championship, or League clubs, to come along. And I think that's what we've got to, in the mission. Is, I mean, I mean, you know a few of them. You know, obviously, you know Mitch and Scotty and people like that. Yeah, we've got quite a few other old Arsenal up there. Obviously, quite a few Chelsea, a couple of Fulham lads. More than a few Palace, but we've also got Hartlepool supporters. We've got a couple of Liverpool fans, a few Man City supporters. Uh, well, I can, you know, virtually every club going. Uh, Leeds, they, they come along now. They're based in London and they'll come along and watch us. Uh, I wanted it to be a place where it was sort of, uh, yeah, it wasn't, how can I put it, a, a bit more geezerish for want of a better word, although that probably sounds daft. Uh, We've got a lot of Chelsea now have started coming down. And as you were saying about people getting uh, priced out, uh, I would say recently it's been Chelsea and Arsenal have probably made up uh, a fair bit of the uh, support now. And if you could argue that the two clubs in London whose fan base has changed so much, it's both of those clubs. A lot of old school Chelsea at Tooting and Mitcham and certainly quite a few old school Arsenal there. And... uh, it's people who really don't like the way their club is. You know, there's still going to be Chelsea fans. There's still Arsenal supporters. But the way it has gone now, uh, 
the last time I paid, this is going to sound dreadful, by the way, the last time I paid to go and watch Arsenal, I took Anthony, we played Crystal Palace, and the whole day cost me about £125. That was match tickets, that was fares up there, that was something to eat. We bought an Aaron Ramsey figure in the club shop. <laughs> uh, yeah, we done, we done the whole thing. Uh, almost bankrupt me, to be truthful. Um, you know, I'm not poor, but I haven't exactly got 125 quid to sort of like splash out every sort of week. And uh, it was people like that we were aiming for. Corinthian casuals have got a very similar thing going as well. They've changed a lot. When we first started going, there were just a couple of them there. But they've now got quite a similar fan base to us. It's a lot of people who've just had enough. They've got quite a few Fulham and Chelsea fans there, a couple of West Ham who've started going to watch them. You know, they, they live in Tolworth or Kingston. And uh, they've just had enough of it. And uh, they found a home in non-league. And that's what I really wanted to sort of uh, encourage. I don't know if you follow followed, well, I know you do, but the, the whole Hackbridge Harry uh, Twitter or online personality is really a throwback to the old days of football fan scenes. Uh, we used to go to sports pages and you'd have all these ones, you know, like there were quite a few at Arsenal, the Guna before it got too commercial. Uh, quite a few clubs had good fan scenes, but it was a sort of good sort of like, sort of laugh at football, laugh at yourselves a little bit, not take two things too seriously. Uh, but it was good. It was a bit rebellious. It was a bit anti-authority. Uh, and it was good days. And that, when I started off the Hackbridge Harry, I wanted it as a throwback to that. Sometimes I'll go off tangent if anyone follows me. Uh, you know, a bit ranty and ravey and stuff like that. But I just <laughs> wanted something funny there. I wanted to sort of like, I wanted to have a laugh with other clubs' fans without being nasty or without sort of, you know, being too aggressive or, you know, like out of order or disrespectful to clubs. Uh, and that's sort of built up from there. And as that's come on, I think it's sort of, uh, it's been a bit of the club's identity as such. It's sort of, uh, there's a few others. I know that there's a couple of people who started coming because of, you know, not just mine, but... The, tit uh, the Twitter sort of uh, presence and the online stuff we do now. And it, I think yeah. it reminds people of how things used to be. Uh, oh, definitely, so, definitely. Uh, yeah, that's it really. Uh, yeah, sorry, mate. I'll go on a, a bit of a rant really because I'm quite passionate about this, as you can imagine. Uh, I want it to succeed, but all of your listeners, seriously, don't no matter where you go and support if you do get a chance to go and visit your non-league team, you might be very impressed. I keep trying to get people down there and a lot of the view is that it's not very good football. It's just a step up from sort of like pub teams in a, in a park, but it's not. There's some fantastic players out there, some fantastic clubs out there and uh, give it a go really and sort of go once or twice. You know, you're not going to fall in love the first time, but, if it gets under your skin, it's sort of like a fantastic place to go. Yeah, we got oh, quite, yeah. Definitely, sure. Steve. I totally agree with you, mate. Totally, totally agree with you. Um, you've got a a blog site, haven't you? If you want to tell our listeners about how to how to get on that, so that they can read some of your stuff that you've that you've written. Uh, right. Well, the Twitter is uh, at Hackbridge Harry. Uh, I'm pretty much linked to all that. You've caught me out a little bit there because I haven't got web pages or anything written down. Uh, but if they get a chance to follow me on that, then I'll point them in the right direction. Uh, it's a it's a blogger thing, which is like something to do with Google or Gmail. But I'm not the most IT clever, really. I'm, you know, I'm sort of a, a bit naive to it. But if you read it, you know, like any of the listeners – Fancy giving us a follow. I will link up to there. Uh, Anthony's a bit better with the IT than I am. Uh, but there you, there you go, guys. Uh, it's at Hackbridge Harry on Twitter. Uh, Getting content there. Follow follow Steve on Twitter. Please do. He does run a cracking site there. Um, and it, it promotes non-league football, promotes Tooting and Mitchum as well. And it, his writing's really good as well to boot. So... 
And you also do a little bit of little bit of writing yourself, didn't you, mate? Can you tell our listeners about your little chip away day chip review that you've got going yeah. on? Yeah. So basically, um, if you know me well, I love my chips. I love my fish and chips, and um, that's part of the um, sort of day for me. That's part of like sort of following tooting, um, going to like different grounds and like having food there. Um, that's one of my favourite things about it. Really, got like. Having some random tea hut and having some chips and yeah, I'll go like places and just um have the food and then like review them and um that get that gets put on the um South London's black and white site. Guys, South yeah, London is black hard. and white. Pardon? Yeah, South London is black and white. It's uh that started off by uh two lads, Warren and uh Bestie. Uh, quite new to the club, but you know, have, have added so much to it. Really, uh, South London is black and white. They've had quite a few, well, more than a few guest writers, and it's grown into sort of like a little collective. Really, there's about seven or eight regular people who write on there. Uh, some of it's about football, some of it's about community and local issues, uh, some of it's rants and raves, some of it's really in-depth football stuff. It's very, it's it's worth following. It really is. Although obviously I'm biased, but yeah, you know, most of these blogs they're a quick read for about five six minutes and that. But it gets you a feel of what the club's like, and uh, it gives you a feel of how the club's going and the way things have changed. When I first went there, it was really speaking. There was only a couple of things. There was a, a gentleman by the name of Paul Piggott, and I'm sure you know had a web page yeah. up, which was an official one. And before that, you had Roger and the Roger Ramon uh, Twitter account, which were, and, they, and these were both supporters ones. There was nothing on the official. There was no official pages. There was no official Twitter. Or people would start a page up and it would sort of go down after about a week. Uh, we had a couple of forums, but they were really, really uh, quite sort of toxic in a way. Uh, it wasn't it, it, the the social media wasn't good. If you were sort of like uh, looking for something to do on Saturday, and I think most people do now, and even if you're a young player thinking of moving clubs, you you do your homework on somewhere. And a few years ago, if you'd have thought, well, I wonder what it's like going to Tottenham Mitcham, if you'd have looked on Twitter or looked on the club forums or looked at stuff, you'd probably think, do you know what, I'll give this a swerve, I'll go off and watch someone else because this lot seem to hate each other, and uh, that's changed now. Uh, a lot of people now are getting involved, and uh, obviously the more accounts we have, the better stuff is. You know, more and more people are you know, like coming along. We had a crowd of 315 the other day, which is not massive compared with other clubs, but a lot bigger than we were getting, say, about three, four years ago. Uh, a lot of new faces there. It's, it's good, Ash. It is really good, mate. Guys, listening to that, if, you, if you're local in the area or if you're just on a day trip to London, make sure to go down to Imperial Fields and part with your £10 and watch two in a Mitcham. I'm sure Steve and Ant will welcome you with open arms. Um, everyone else there will as well. There's a lot of positivity around the club at the moment. There's a, there's a real good vibe going on. The club are going in the right direction. It's part of a community, right good community feel now. If, if you are in that sort of area and you can't afford to go to Chelsea, you can't afford to go to QPR, Arsenal, Tottenham or whatever. I don't know why you'd want to watch Tottenham if you're in Morden anyway, because there's two in a Mitcham just around the corner. So look, guys, get yourselves down there. Um, I, 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 I can't... I can't, you, I can't Ash, I'm going to butt in quickly, mate. The South London is black and white. What they've done, they uh, produced a booklet last season, sold that, and with the profits, they bought two season tickets. Uh, they're for anyone who wants to come down as a guest. So uh, anyone who is interested, if they're short of a couple of bob, if they contact the South London's black and white things, then again, there'll be links to that, or you'll be able to see them as uh, following me on Twitter. Contact them, and you can come along as a club guest. And uh, obviously, it's only a couple of people per game, but it'll be a way of getting in if you're just sort of interested in it or think of the idea of coming down. 
uh, yeah, a lot going on. Please do. Please make contact with me. Uh, yeah, please come make contact with Anthony or any of us there. We're all very approachable now. Uh, yeah, we'll try and uh, fight the fight for ourselves, if you see what I mean. What an initiative, guys. What what a reason to come down. Look, look, look at that community spirit right there. You know, who who would not want to to go and watch Tootin and Mitchum if you're in a local area with, with people like that at the club? You know, you won't get that at Chelsea. You won't get that at Crystal Palace or Fulham. But at Tootin and Mitchum, you will. Get yourselves down to Imperial Fields. Guys, Steve, and thank you so much for coming on tonight. I've absolutely loved having a pair of you on um, together to tell us Tell us about all things suit and Mitchum, really, and tell us tell us your story as to as to why you started following the club and what the club's doing and and, and the future of the club. It's it, it's been incredible to listen to to my, myself, and I'm sure our listeners are going to absolutely love it. Oh, yeah, thank you thank very you. much. It's been a pleasure to be on here. Yeah, thank you, and I appreciate coming on, mate. Because this yeah, your podcast is brilliant. Love listening to them and stuff. To get invited on here means a lot to us. Yeah. Uh, not a problem individually mate it's very very kind of you and thank you very much not a problem at all um look i i, I try and give everyone a, a platform as an as and where i can you know and um a two and a mitchum as a club because close to my heart growing up and and what a better way to to sort of repay that by giving fans of the club a platform to promote to promote two and a mitchum Guys, we are back next week with another fan guest interview. We've got Gav Clark coming on, big Bristol City fan. After that, we've got an ex Tooting player, funny enough, Aaron Good, former Tooting player, ex QPR. And that show has been kindly sponsored by Carl Cleghorn. Week after that, we've got Dr. Grant Campbell coming on from the Campbell's Football Podcast. He's an Aberdeen fan and old Dandy Don right there. He'll be coming on to tell his story, just like Stephen Ant did about why he supports his football club. And a lot of questions for me bombarding him and going his way. After that, we've got Matty King coming on for Muspera Athletic. Then Bare Knuckle Boxing UK champion Gary the Governor Furby has got a book coming out soon. And he's also starring in a new film. So he's going to be on to promote that. We're on all platforms, Anchor, Spotify, Google and Apple Podcasts. We're also on Twitter at Cathedral underscore sport. Please give us a follow. We're on Facebook, Cathedral of Sport. Give us a like or a follow on there as well. Guys, if you want to donate to our content so we can realize our dream in the future of going visual and being on YouTube. We've got a PayPal account. It's at Cathedral Sport, not Cathedral of Sport. It's at Cathedral Sport or WilsonAsh320 at gmail.com. It's, it's both the same account, but whatever way you want to do it, we, we, we accept anything. It's, it's not like you have to put a certain amount in. It's as and when you can, whatever you can. It's, it's really flexible. Guys, again, I'm going to thank you very very much and i hope you both have a lovely weekend thank cheers, you and you thank too you, mate. cheers guys cheers